0: hey guys welcome to project esports presents and i don't really come up with a catchy title or anything for that kind of today but what i really wanted to talk to a lot of you about and a lot of people have asked me questions about this it's kind of the legal side of startups and just kind of advice that I give a lot of people when they come and ask me, like, hey, like, can you give me a little bit of advice on this? And before I go into anything, I just want to make it kind of clear that I am not a lawyer. I am nothing like that. I am just someone that has some experience starting up businesses in my past, kind of throughout college and high school. I've done a couple of them and I've really worked on them before. So I really enjoy kind of talking about this, and it's one of my other huge passions outside of esports. But without further ado, let me introduce myself. My name is Andrew Nimsgern from the Project Esports podcast. And for those of you that don't know what the Project Esports podcast is, is we are a weekly news podcast that focuses solely on esports, which touches on all of the biggest topics from the week before, usually a little towards Overwatch, Dota, League, um, some of the bigger esports we try to touch on as much as possible. And we go live every Monday at 6 30 p.m. Central Time, 7 30 Eastern Time, yada yada. And then also, we do a second piece of content on Thursdays, which is today, is going to be Project Esports Presents, is usually what we call it. And it goes live at 6 30, same time as on Mondays, but it's on the Thursday channel. And then for both days, the content goes live on the podcasting platforms and YouTube the following day at 7 a.m. Central Time. So you guys can listen to that during work, you can watch it whenever you have time over lunch or anything kind of like that. So without further ado, I keep saying that a lot, but I just kind of want to jump into the topic today and just kind of give my general advice of kind of why you should be starting an org and what to think about when you're kind of starting it. Some of the little bit of the legal stuff for a lot of you guys that don't understand that because I know there's people of a lot of backgrounds outside of business and I come from the business background so I have a little bit of experience on that. And then just some other advice that I've learned kind of throughout my kind of journey as an entrepreneur and just from stories I've heard from other people. So I guess what I want to ask any of you that are thinking about starting any kind of esports organization is going to be why do you want to do it? So first off um, before that let me even say it doesn't matter if this is an esports org and you want to compete in tournaments, if you want to start up a news website, if you want to start up a real actual startup that's innovating something new whether it's technology it's a platform something kind of like that I feel like a lot of this advice can really be used on any point um across any kind of part in esports and even a lot of this can be done outside of esports obviously that's where I learned all this from so I want to make clear that I have not a ton of experience starting my own like team or anything kind of like that but I've worked on teams I've advised teams I've had a lot of people come to me asking for advice and that's kind of why I wanted to take today to give all of you a quick video that I can kind of Point anyone to that wants some kind of advice, and then after that, I can answer any questions, anything kind of like that. I love talking esports, as you guys know. I love talking entrepreneurship and startups as well. So know why you want to start the organization is the number one thing I want to say. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> James kind of hopped in the chat, that's why I did that. But James does have a lot of experience with this as well. So he's definitely somebody to reach out outside of just me. But I was the only one that was able to make it today, so I just keep kind of talking about myself, me, me, me. Um, but know why you want to start the organization. Because it's so important that you do not go into anything like this wanting to make money, unless you're a venture capitalist or something like that that wants to invest in something. You obviously want in that kind of case to be looking out for yourself and trying to make money back but you also want to care about the esports industry and I think that's the number one reason why you should want to start a team is because you have a passion and you want to be a part of this industry. I really feel like that's why a lot of people are doing is that that, oh I've played video games since I was five or six and like now I want to take the next scene with esports getting bigger And I couldn't go on, find, or didn't want to go on, find a professional team, so I started one of my own. You want to be the next Team Liquid, you want to be TSM, you want to be FlyQuest, you want to be any of the huge organizations across the world. That is an amazing reason to want to do it, and that's why so many people get involved in the scene. I think that's a really good reason. Of course, you need to think about the financials, you want to have that in the back of your head because it is not realistic to be trying to run a business for five years without making money or thinking about how you're going to make money. So always keep that idea on the back of your head, but do not go into esports or really any business idea wanting to make money, wanting to build a company and sell it. Because if you're not fully invested in your company that you want it to be something you're working on in 20 years from now, you should not be going into that because your intentions aren't going to be the best. Um, I'm not saying that you can't go in with this mindset and still succeed, but most entrepreneurs go in wanting to change the industry, wanting to change the world, wanting to change something that they care about. And that is where someone is going to have the most success or find it the easiest to have that success because you're working on something that you want to. I mean, for me, I have no intention. We have not made any money off Project Esports up to this point. I'm working on this because I want to be part of the industry. I want to get people interested in Esports. I just want an outlook a chance for me to talk about esports as a whole while working on something that I care about. And that's why I have done Project Esports with no intention of making money. We could have run ads and affiliate shit and all that kind of stuff, but we decided not to right away because we wanted to grow something and then bring that in farther down the road. The next thing you really, really need to think about is what makes you different. There, every day, Everyone wants to start an esports league, I feel like. Anyone that's played video games for a long time has said, like, oh, I can go start a team. Like, yeah, that doesn't seem too hard. Yeah, just get a website. Just come up with a name, make a logo, put it on Twitter. There you go. I'm an esports team now. And anyone can do that. And the barrier to entry is actually really, really low, at least at the amateur. Obviously, if you try and get an Overwatch League or something kind of like that, much higher barrier to entry for those kind of leagues. But for anyone to go out and just start an esports team, the barriers to entry is incredibly low. And what I mean by barriers to entry, for anyone that doesn't understand that, is that it doesn't cost a lot of money to get going. Um, you don't need to have immersed, I mean, uh, really intense skills in anything like that. Really, anyone with any kind of background can go into it and instantly kind of have somewhat of success, whatever you kind of declare that as, is what I mean by barriers to entry. But. Like I was saying, there's so many different teams and you need to think about what is going to make you different. Is it going to be something as small as how you interact with the community and really focus on that and being witty and stuff kind of like that on Twitter? Wendy's has done a really good job of sticking out from the other places, not only with kind of their food as being a little better than something such as McDonald's, but also the their marketing and how they address people on social media has really differentiated them from a lot of other fast food chains. So that is something that can make you different. Um... Things that I will, I hear a lot from people kind of saying that makes them different that I don't know if I would count as really being different would be like, oh, I'm going to put a lot more time into my players. A lot of teams are putting a ton of time into their teams. Oh, we're going to be more community-oriented. Everyone says that. Oh, we're going to have the best team. That is something that you can kind of stand on, but that's going to require a lot more money and not just something that can just instantly kind of start up like that. So that is not something you can rely on because you don't know if you're going to be the best team right off the bat. So those are three things that you can't really rely on. So it's trying to find something big or small that makes you different from everyone else. So I would say when someone comes across your Twitter page, when they see you play, like are like, oh, like this is something kind of cool. I want to follow these guys. I want to be involved with it. I mean, Honor Esports is one that I think we have the most kind of interaction with here at Project Esports because James used to be a part of it. Um, that I kinda of go back to them. But not only are the um, owners very passionate, but they have a great graphic designer and they are very, very active on social media with really cool and unique graphics. And they are always trying to get those out and doing it for every single event out there. And that is something that differentiates themselves because their graphics are shared more likely, because they look a lot better, there are a lot of graphics, almost all their tweets going along with graphics it doesn't have to be something revolutionary and it doesn't have to be something that no one else has ever done but it needs to be in something besides community oriented player oriented it needs to be something that when people look at it they can tell you're different and not just another team that started up yesterday and then the third thing kind of just talking about the team as a general is you need to figure out what your individual superpower is so for you who is starting up the team what are you amazing at? What can you do better than pretty much anyone else in the world? I mean, is it graphic design? Is it talking? Is it digital marketing? What are you elite lead at? Because you need to know what you're good at and what your weak points are so that you can build a team around you. Because let's say you are an amazing salesman and graphic designer, but you are a horrible leader Like if you have one or two people below you, you don't know how to manage them, you're a micromanager, you do very well, horribly, or you can't coach or something kind of like that. So you need to know where you stand in your team, business, whatever you want to call it. I'm using all those terms interchangeably and know what your weak parts are and what you need to bring someone in on. Because no one can do everything great. I mean the whole jack of all trades, um, but master of none, but Um, some is better than one or something kind of like that. Like there's that old saying. And yes, you can get to a point doing it all by yourself and kind of being the Mr. All, but you're not going to grow to the extent that you want to, obviously, when you're going into this and trying to put any kind of money into it. So you really need to think about what is your core one or two good skills that you can really focus on and bring this organization and figure out the one or two that you really, really lack on. And then you build your team based off of that and you want your skills to complement someone else's and so on. So you build a team so that you have people that are really strong in some suits but really weak in others, but you have someone else on your team that can really bring up that other person. And by doing that and balancing strengths and weaknesses, you not only um, get a more diverse set of skills, but you're gonna work better as a team because if you hire all people, or work on, bring on, whatever you want. It doesn't have to be payment. But if everyone on the team is exactly the same personality and skill set, it's going to be more conflict on the team because everyone is thinking the same way or they're thinking in their own unique way So each graphic designer does something very one way. I'd do something different than the graphic designer from Honor Esports. And if we try to do these things together, it'd be a lot harder because we each have a skill set, but it's coming from a different background. So you want a wide set of skills, And that starts with knowing what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, and then building off of that. So those are really like the three big parts that I really wanted to talk about that aren't really inside of like the legality or things such as that, but just things that you need to keep off the top of your head whenever you're starting an esports team, esports startup, a startup in general, and figuring out what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. I think that should be one of the first things you do after do. And after that, you need to figure out what's going to make your team different and what is going to make you guys stand out. And then after you know what your strengths and weaknesses are and what is going to make your team different, you need to take a hard look at yourself and say, why do I want to get into it? I mean, wanting to gain popularity and kind of being more known in the industry is a valuable reason to start a startup. I mean, that is kind of where this idea came from is I wanted to get more of the industry and I wanted to be known. So I started a podcast. I started something inside of the esports industry. That's a valuable reason. But being money-oriented and thinking about nothing but making money from day one, your startup is not going to succeed or grow as fast as you want it to. It still could, but it's going to be a much harder path because people are going to see you as a cash grab, which is a lot easier to spot out than you think it is, rather than someone that honestly cares about the players, about their startup, about their website, or anything kind of like that. So that's the three big things I want you to really focus on when thinking about doing your first startup. And then I thought about leading with this topic, but I kind of put it second, because it's a little heavier topic, and it's a little harder to wrap your head around, and someone that doesn't have business experience or startup experience just doesn't understand the basics. I still don't understand everything. Once again, I want to say I'm not a lawyer. I mean, anything I tell you and you find interesting, please look up yourself, do your own research, and Add that however you think it's going to be, because I'm one person's opinion, I have experience and I've had some success, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone. Nothing in entrepreneurship or startups in general works for everyone, everyone has their own path. There's no easy entrepreneurial way that's gonna guarantee work for everyone. But you need to kind of figure out, once you're to the point where you kind of know what you want, and I wouldn't recommend for everyone doing this right off the bat, Make sure it's not something that's going to fizzle out after a week or two. But if after two or three weeks, maybe you find a couple people on the Internet or close friends that, and I'll talk about having friends on your team and staff, kind of like that a little bit later down the road with a couple more tips. But once you have a couple of people and maybe a single team on uh, under your roster or something kind of like that, it's maybe time to start kind of thinking about this. But you don't need to do this day one. If you're a little more business-oriented and you know you're going to put passion or kind of full time into this, you can do this right off the bat. But otherwise, this is something that does not need to be done instantly. But eventually, you're going to get to the point, that if you ever start bringing in money or you start bringing in winnings or you need to have people contracted because you said you're going to pay people or something kind of like that, or you're giving shares of equity, equity geez, away to other people working on your staff. You need to start thinking about it and making the organization a legal entity. So there are five, four depending on how you really do it, um, types of different companies. So the ones I classify as official companies are sole proprietorship. When it's just you and it is your startup, you own everything. A partnership is usually two or three people, kind of as it sounds, um, same kind of legal entity as a sole proprietorship, except that you just split any equity and you kind of split any kind of legal problems or anything kind of like that among the entire staff or um, owners. Uh, third is an LLC, which is a limited liability corporation. Um, this is the first step where it is not just you, but it's actually you're creating a company rather than creating like a different kind of bracket of your personal taxes. This is kind of taking you to one next step, and this is the first one that really allows you to not take full liability. I'll kind of explain that and why I think an LLC is probably gonna be the best for a lot of early startups and what I've always done for mine. Then after that, there's an S-corp and a C-corp. I'm not going to go too much in explaining those. If you want more information on those, you can Google them or you can ask me personally. I'll explain more. But I really think the sole proprietorship, the partnership, and the LLC are really the best three options for most people to kind of take off the bat. Um, Sole proprietorship and partnership. Um, The problems that I see with those that hopefully you never have to run into and this could end up working fine, but when you are running a business through either one of those types of legal entities i guess let's call them um if you're sued or something goes wrong you are directly liable so everything in your bank account could be sued for so if you rip someone off in a contract or you i mean if something goes wrong and someone sues um abc gaming um your personal money can be sued and you can personally lose that in both of those so it's a little more riskier and hopefully you don't get in that situation and you can File for those and be fine, and some people do those their entire life, but it's something that if something ever goes wrong, your personal saving, your life savings could be at risk. An LLC is what I recommend for a lot of people because it is a corporation. It's not your entity, but it's a separate legal entity of yourself. And limited liability um, pretty much means that um, your company is going to be liable first um, to an extent, obviously if you really screwed something up and someone's suing you for like two million dollars and your company only has fifty thousand dollars they can sue past that but it's only in unique kind of situations and again i recommend looking up what those situations are but more extent um for most small lawsuits or any kind of legal actions um you, they can only go after the money that is in and connected directly to that bank account i'm mean, to that legal entity. So if you only have $50,000 connected to that business and assets and money, only that money can really be sued in most situations. There are cases when they can not come after you but it's kind of its own thing but it's still filed under your own individual taxes. Um, this also allows you to have a board of directors and bring on multiple people um, for kind of being on your board because with the partnership if enough people kind of start bringing on um, equity and things such as that you kind of have to change your uh, organizational structure um, to be able to stay compliant. Um, so this one allows you to kind of have as many people having ownership equity. You can't give out stock or anything kind of like that, but it's a very cheap way. I think it's usually $125 and you can register for one of these within an hour probably is what it took me to do both of mine. Um, and then after that, you're a, congratulations, you're a legal entity. Um, so ABC Gaming is now ABC Gaming LLC, which is just limited liability corporation. And the eyes of the government, you are now a legal owner of a business. So congratulations, that's kind of cool. I took a picture of the first time, like put it on Instagram and all that kind of stuff because I thought it was really cool. I'm like, I'm technically like a small business owner at that point. So it's kind of a fun uh, kind of step to take when you file your first LLC, but it's still the way I really recommend because of that limited liability, Um, and really just kind of more options in terms of equity and things such as that when bringing people on. Um, For how, um, And then what can you do after you file for an uh, LLC? So I had an article somewhere, I'm not gonna pull it off my top of my head, I kinda know, but the two big things that you can do after filing an LLC are think a sole proprietorship or a partnership as well, you can do it afterwards too, but I'm gonna keep talking from the point of an LLC. But you are then able to um, obtain an EIN, which I think is like an employer index number or something similar to that. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but pretty much what it allows you to do is to legally hire people. Rather it's personally to your company or as a contractor and it be under that company's name. So they'd be a contractor of ABC Gaming LLC. Um, And you need this to legally be able to kind of hire anyone or actually bring them on. If you want to pay them a salary and you get further on, you need that EIN. Every employer has an EIN um, for that extent. And also after that, you can then set up a bank account. I would recommend doing this if you are gonna take the LLC approach. Go to your local bank, you can even do an online banker. an online bank it usually doesn't cost anything to set it up. It is usually super easy and doesn't take very long Just to set up a savings account, but by doing this it separates it from your own money It allows you to better keep track of the financials and you're saying well I only want to spend a thousand dollars on this venture Well that thousand dollars goes in the bank account and when it's gone You have to kind of decide how much money you want to put in or if it goes up You can kind of see how much money that is making um, and it just kind of makes it easier to keep track of everything Um, and just separates it a little bit more from you, which kind of does help with that limited liability and protecting yourself. So I do recommend doing that because what's the harm in doing it? You have to check an extra bank account. You might have to carry around an extra card, but there's really not any fallbacks by having that extra bank account. Um, in terms of credit or anything kind of like that. Just make sure that like if you have to have a certain amount of money in there or a certain amount of accounts open or something kind of like that, just make sure you know what you're signing up for when you do sign up for that bank account so you don't get fees or anything kind of such as that um, for having that bank account open and not having enough money in it. That would be the one thing I really recommend when doing the bank account. But after that, you kind of have everything you need to do your own business. You're now a legal entity in the eyes of the uh, government you are um, able to hire people or contractors and you have a bank account that you can pay those people with or have money directly deposited into them too. So after that, you kind of have the holy trinity of starting a business and you can kind of go on from there. Um, Again, if you have any questions on this, um, reach out to me personally, do your own research, find a lawyer. I'm not not a lawyer, I want to make that clear a hundred times over again. I'm just kind of giving you my personal experience and opinions of what I've been taught and what I have personally experienced then um, just kind of going on to that from there, just kind of other advice I want to kind of give about starting up, um, startups and things such as that. I'm not going to go too much into recruiting or, um branding and marketing and that kind of stuff if you want me to and you just let me know like oh you enjoyed this video then you'd love for me to kind of make more or do some kind of series on that I'd love to but for today I just kind of want to focus on people that are just starting right now that are starting with the very basics of kind of making a legal company what you should be thinking about and just kind of other general startup advice that I don't think is talked about enough um, in the industry and a lot of people are kind of jumping into this without knowing too much so I thought this would be a nice kind of simple video to kind of explain a lot of it um, but just kind of a random advice I want to say is especially when it comes to partners I want to talk about that one or kind of bringing on other people as your team and giving away equity um be very very caref- careful What you have 100% of the company when you first sign up and that can dilute quickly um if you ever want to bring on investors if you want to ever bring on partners or anything kind of like that And you need to be very careful about who you bring on um It is a really smart idea and a lot of startups do give the opportunity for employees to earn equity or to give equity as a signing bonus because you're probably not going to be paying a lot of people up front. So by saying, oh, you get 5% equity of the company can sometimes bring people in and be willing to put that time in um, in order to kind of uh, gain that equity and they want to be a part of something and growing. But especially in kind of esports, there's a lot of people that are like, oh my God, I wanna do this, let's go, let's go, let's go. And if you find them online, you never know how they're gonna turn out. And obviously I found both of my co-hosts through online and that things can work out really well um, in terms of partners and stuff kind of like that. But this was my second group of people that I kind of started this podcast with. And the first one just kind of all fizzled out after like two weeks. I don't think we ever got our first podcast live. So if you're going to give away equity, do some kind of saying like, okay, um, you are gonna, you have 10% equity, but if you are not saying what you're gonna be doing, um, I have like a 30 days or 60 days to take that equity back. Don't be shady about that. Kind of say it upfront and set standards like write out some kind of thing of like, we're expecting this from you and um, keep track of it and kind of do things such as that and don't just make people work for 60 days and take the equity away because then they're going to leave and that's never going to look good and you're not going to get anywhere by doing that but just being very careful and making sure that anyone you think about giving equity away to is going to be someone that's going to be in it for the long run because if you give away 25 percent of the equity to the um, someone else and then they just decide to stop doing work it's their equity still unless you put something in their contract or some kind of way um they own 25% of the company now. And when you try to go and get investors or give away something more, now you only have 75%. And that equity that you're giving away to other people have to come out of your 75% because they're not a part of it. And obviously they're not willing to give away any of their equity. It's how it is right now. So you need to be very, very careful when giving away equity because it's really one of the most important things in your startup because obviously if you don't have any equity, you're not personally making any money. So you need to be very careful about that and always Pick the right people and don't be afraid to do a couple round of interviews or if something doesn't seem right. Just move on. There are a lot of people who's inter- interested in getting into eSports right now. And there is someone out there that is going to be willing to work hard and put in the time and kind of grow something with you. You just need to find the right person. Make sure that your skill sets line up, that your personalities line up. And that is something that you're looking forward to. Because it's starting a business, starting an eSports organization is supposed to be fun. and if you're not having fun, you're not expected to have fun 24-7. There's a lot of hard times in growing businesses. And even today, we had technical difficulties. I was really stressing out. I obviously wasn't having fun. But getting in here and talking, is there are all the high points and low points. You need to know that going in. So finding something that can take those, that fits in, and is going to work hard and grow it with you is really important. You don't have to bring in a partner and you don't have a giveaway equity right away. But it's going to help um, if you don't have money to give or something such as that. Because there are some people that are willing to work for free, but they're only going to put in so much time. It's always going to be part-time. It's always going to be a couple hours a week. And it's going to be hard to grow that way. So giving away equity or going in with someone else is always going to be the easiest way to get at least one or two other people in it with you hardcore. Like yeah, I have with my uh, two co-hosts, Dylan and James. That helps. And it allows all three of us to kind of be putting in that same energy pushing forward. Bringing in friends to a startup is always a really fickle kind of conversation because it, it sounds like so much fun like with your two best friends that are, you've been gaming with since you're little. like oh let's start up an esports team we're all really good at this game and let's just find one or two more people start up a team and kind of start making it and recruiting other people and stuff kind of like that um, sounds like so much fun I know it does but you need to be careful because friendships can easily be ruined when put under stress of startups, when someone doesn't put in as much work as they said they were going to, and then equity starts to become a conversation. And it just can get really kind of messy really quick. I have never had a personal close friend that I would consider like someone that I trust my life with or close to that any of my startups. I've had people that I'm acquaintances with that I kind of met through school or met through entrepreneurship and things such as that, that I consider my friend, but I wouldn't let our relationship kind of get in the way. If things happen, like we'd move our own way and we wouldn't have years of memories that are lost. So if you're gonna bring someone in, you need to both kind of either really say that we're not gonna let this ruin it or just don't do it or be very careful or know that you guys are gonna be able to work together because you've done it before. It can be very messy and startups are fun and having a chance of really growing and becoming something in an industry is really cool, but I never think it's worth losing friends. I never think anything that you're working on is really more important than friends or family or personal well-being. Don't put in so much time. Don't do that 24 seven grind and lose your friends and lose track of your family and uh, not keep track of your health because it's not worth it in the end. Everything outside of that is so worth it and you need to always remember that there is more to life than just a job or growing something or becoming someone. So always really keep that in mind when bringing in friends and just kind of that grind that people say no sleep, all that kind of stuff. That's bullshit. You need to get sleep to do well and do good work. You need to hang out with friends and relax and have a good time and play games that aren't just for competitive and just let out some of that stress that builds up because if it just builds up, eventually it comes out and things really do go awry and that's not where you want to be. Um, what are some other things that people have really kind of asked me about is, oh, let's talk about employees versus contractors. Early on, pretty much until you're really making consistent money, I would always recommend doing contractors. Because when you hire someone to a company, you are legally required to like give them benefits and things such as that and it makes it really more complicated and really brings it to a point that you don't want to be thinking about or caring about I mean you don't want to be worrying about a lot on the business side worry about benefits and taxes and all that kind of stuff makes it a lot harder um, if you bring on someone as a contract, you just need them to sign a contractor's agreement, which you can find online. I can supply you with one. Um, and that state, like, the amount of money you're going to pay them for what, what they're doing, and things such as that. Um, that contract can be terminated in different ways, and firing an employee. Um, you still need to pay them, of course unless it's something in the contract but that's getting into very details and I'd recommend finding a lawyer or someone that's a little above my pay grade if you're gonna start kind of getting into that stuff but just hiring contracts contractors allow you to still bring on people pay people and have people working for the company without having to worry about all the business side of tax forms all that kind of stuff because then all that either goes to if they're working for an agency or whatever or if they're just if I am working for you I just put all that um, income on my personal taxes and you don't have to worry about anything. You need to keep track of how much you paid them for your own company's expenses, but you don't need to worry about giving them a W-9 or all that kind of boring bullshit because that just makes it a lot more complicated. Um, So definitely contractors are the way to go because it prevents you from having to pay benefits and um, a lot of those kind of employee laws are a lot more strict than they are for contractors. You can look up the difference online and kind of learn more about that. Some of the information I may have given given you is wrong. But that's kind of the general idea of why you want to do contractors versus um, an employee. Um, another thing that I've had some people asking about or going in about is kind of investors when to bring them in and how to find them and really that can be its own hour and a half video but when thinking about I'll just talk kind of more about when thinking about bringing on investors and kind of just being careful because a lot of investors are wanting to get into esports there are people throwing money at esports every day it seems like But that doesn't mean they're all in it for the right reason. Some are just trying to jump in and make money. Some are really wanting to see scene grow and have faith in it. So you need to make sure you find the right investor, very similar to the right employee or anything kind of like that. If you are going to have an investor, you need to make sure that they're not expecting money instantly. Because for a lot of teams, um, or even startups, it takes a while. I mean, it takes two years before money starts coming back. For a lot of cases, in a normal startup, and teams it might be, Shorter it might be longer. I'm not exactly sure on how that kind of works in time of time frame, but if they're expecting you to start paying back money within six months, that can be dangerous, and you can start kind of getting into financial troubles there. And unless um, we're having that legal entity separating, you can be helpful, but just make sure that you know what you're getting in for. Don't go. I mean, if you want to and you feel confident and you have a background, you can go get those. Try to get those big funding rounds for millions of dollars but even just a small loan of like two thousand dollars can really take you up good ways it can get you someone to help with graphic design it can um, help you have someone build a little bit of a website for you I mean just the basics and a little bit of money that you don't have to put it out of pocket right away and to get off the ground can really make a difference yeah, I guess I don't want to talk too much about that because it really is such a big topic but just make sure that as all things in entrepreneurship find someone that's going to be the right fit for you because it makes it easier on you if you're having kind of like the same goals and ideals for the future it's gonna make life a ton easier for you and you're really going to be able to succeed better if you have someone that's willing to back you give you money and understands the growing pains and how long it takes and maybe can even give you some advice that can be really beneficial if you find a mentor and an investor as well that can really take you to the next step and just kinda came to my top of my head but if you don't have someone that has a business background that is okay um, anyone can really have an idea of how to start their business. I mean, my mom was a psychology major, and now she starts her own business and runs her own businesses and has six employees under her. So anyone can start their own business nowadays. Um, just make sure to you do your research, like watching videos kind of like this one, I'm reading articles online, asking other small business owners. All those are incredible ways to learn a lot and how I've learned a ton. I go to school for entrepreneurship. At the same time, I've learned just as much, if not more, from personal experience from asking other people from asking how they did it and learning lessons and taking on mentors or someone that's willing to answer questions if you have them or give you advice of how they did it because everyone has their own perspective and nothing works the same way twice but that doesn't mean that one of their steps couldn't help you or one idea that they have can't take you the next step so bringing and getting as many people kind of in your network that's willing to help you out can be huge in the startup world because um doesn't directly relate here but it's not what you know it's who you know um can make a difference in the startup world even that's usually used for jobs but it doesn't matter if you are the best graphic designer in the world if you don't know people that can get you big clients or that can really take you to the next level it may not end up taking you anywhere so it's just important to have a strong network as it is to have good teams and good graphic design and a good website you need to have the complete package to really be able to do anything because these teams such as Team Liquid or uh, TSM like they're not only have the great players but they really focus on the team they have investors in the background they have sponsors everyone has the same ideals of what the team expects and they're all working the same page and without a couple of those crucial points they wouldn't be able to be where they are now so every part is important when starting your own business oh it's a lot of talking 40 minutes of kind of just advice that I've kind of been giving and I think it's all incredibly important and I am going through a lot of this fast so again if you have any questions about any of this don't be afraid to ask just questions I write on Kiora and you can ask a question there you can reach out to me over Twitter Um, you can tweet at um, the Project Sports podcast or talk to one of those guys they're always really willing to talk and James has personal experience kind of working with and growing a team Uh, Dylan has startup experience kind of in general so both of them are really, really great kind of uh, people to reach out to as well. Um, I love this kind of stuff too. That's kind of why I wanted to take the lead on this. But just kind of recapping, and if I have any other kind of ideas, i throw them at you, that's usually how I do it. But really know why you're going into this business. What's making you different? Um, I can't even think of what my third point was. Um, shit, whatever I said earlier, really take those three things into account. That doesn't sound very good. Um, but also know the legal entity and kind of know some of that. Do your own research on it. Even an hour or two of research on that kind of topic can give you a lot more information than what I told you today And maybe 10, 15 minutes is kind of what I touched on that for. Um oh, your personal superpower. That's the third thing. Um, just having an idea of what you can do with legal entities, why they're important, um, contractors, all that kind of stuff, just an hour or two of research can make a difference and really take you to the next level and understand and know what you can do. So I really recommend um, doing your own research on all this and um, just kind of going down the rabbit hole from there. Entrepreneurship's a really big rabbit hole of how people do this, what you can all do, and all that kind of stuff. But it's such a fun journey, and I really hope that people do take some of this advice that I'm giving today and taking them into account. And I'd love to see teams kind of coming up or at least taking that next step um, because of some of the advice I gave would be more to me than you could ever really imagine. But... What I kind of want to end on here is that anyone can do a startup if you're willing to put in the time the work and build the right team you can do things alone you can get to a certain point by yourself but having a team around you that want to support you and help you grow is going to make your life a lot easier it's going to make the journey a lot more fun and it's going to raise the potential you have of really reaching that highest tier. Um, if you want more advice or if you guys really did enjoy this video, if I get good views on it or something like that, I'd be more than happy to kind of take this next steps. Of talking about marketing and branding, of talking about recruiting, talking about sponsors and all that kind of stuff. Because I do have some experience with all of that as well and I'd love to talk more about that. But I feel like that would be a lot longer video if I threw all that in here. So throw a tweet at me, leave a YouTube comment, something kind of like that, that you really enjoy this video and would love to learn more. And I'll happy create that for you. But... I guess I don't have too much more information for you guys. This really touched on the big things I really wanted to hit on, but just be careful when going into any entrepreneur venture. Know what you're getting into and do the research at every step of the way. You can never know enough in entrepreneurship. I'm still learning every day. I mean, I didn't even give you probably 100% accurate advice, so I still have more to learn, and I've done a couple startups in my past. So with that, I want to thank you all very much for listening to the Project Esports podcast. Um, I guess, Project Esports presents today. And this was just my kind of little talk about startups and advice for starting your own team and kind of taking you guys to the next level if you kind of already at that first point and looking for where to go. We do go live every Monday and Thursday, as I said at the top of the show, at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash Podcast, And then Tuesdays and Fridays, it does go on to YouTube. It goes on to stitcher and itunes and google play and all that kind of stuff and eventually spotify um but thank you all very much for tuning in to listen to this week's episode please share this to anyone that's been thinking about starting their own startup or needs advice or just give them my name i'd love to personally reach out to a lot of people have been doing that on twitter i love answering questions that shows how passionate people are they're willing to reach out to a random person and ask questions they want to learn more and i love seeing that in young entrepreneurs in esports professionals in general but with that i have been your host andrew nimsgern thank you very much for tuning in to project esports presents i will see you guys on monday at 6 30 p.m central time at twitch.tv slash project esports podcast but until then rock on have a great weekend and take this advice to heart and do the best you can and i want to see your businesses grow your orgs grow and good luck with all of that